0: Hey everyone, this is Cynthia McIntosh. Thank you so much for listening in to the Success with the McIntosh show. And today I have one of my favorite people in the world on the show with me. His name is Travis Barton and he is actually one of the most important people in the world to me. Hi Travis.
1: Whoa! One of your favorite people. That's uh, that's quite the compliment right there, and I will take it. How are you doing tonight?
0: And important, I said.
1: (laughs) And important. Well, we'll definitely have to get down to that. Talking about a little bit of that today. So uh, (laughs) awesome! Happy to hear that. Very humbled. Uh, Much love. I'm I'm excited about tonight.
0: I am too. I am too. And this is our very first episode of this particular show of, of Success with Macintosh. Those of you who uh, have listened to other shows, you're used to hearing me on It's a Crazy World and on The Rock and Talk Show. But today we are starting a new show that is geared more towards the entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurs. I don't know about you, Travis, but I've worked with with entrepreneurs and business owners for longer than I'm going to admit to. And they're so much fun for the same reason that I like artists. They are just so passionate. They are so much fun. They're so excited about life. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, their life revolves around creating. And to me, that's so much fun. So I really enjoy working with entrepreneurs. And I'm excited to start this show and to help entrepreneurs to find the success that they work so hard for and dream so much about. And uh, I know that as I put this show on and people listen to it it's going to help them and it's going to help me too. We learn from each other, right?
1: Uh, well absolutely and it's interesting you say you love entrepreneurs and artists because you know as a coach myself um, some of my actually probably my favorite people to work with are entrepreneurs. And oh, absolutely.
0: Artists. People yeah. people
1: who are doing something leveling up in their life, doing something creative in that way. I think it's just it is so it's so much fun to enter that space.
0: It absolutely to work is. With people
1: can create that. Absolutely.
0: I like the excitement. They always have dreams, you know? It's just, it's different to work with an entrepreneur or an artist because they they always, I, I always say that, and, and I've got a very entrepreneurial spirit myself, and I always say that if, if you have to think about work and what you're going to accomplish today and what you're excited about today in order to get out of bed, you're an entrepreneur. It's yeah, not, sure. you're just, you know, you're not just getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning to go to your 9 o'clock job and work from 9 to 5. Right. You have – it's you sleep it, you wake up to it, you think about it, you talk about it more than anything else. And it it affects almost every aspect of your life. I mean the kind of people that you hang out with are the kind of people that you can relate to with business. It affects everything. It really does. It's uh, And they're a lot of fun. I just love being around them.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, as soon as I entered that arena of being an entrepreneur, it's just like, I don't know, you do start kind of living and breathing that and kind of thinking about it constantly. And I, I think – If you're an entrepreneur, you're seeking to become an entrepreneur and you're not thinking about it all the time, you might want to kind of uh, twist a bit what you're pursuing because I think that's an important element of becoming successful at being an entrepreneur is being completely passionate about what it is that you're doing. If you're not passionate about it, figure out what you are passionate about and then
0: pursue that. Right. Very true. And I think, yeah, and you can be passionate about things and be very passionate about work that's not entrepreneurial. You can, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are not entrepreneurs that are very passionate about what they do. But I believe that as an entrepreneur, you really, it's even more important. You can't just do something for the sake of doing it and start your own business and consider yourself an entrepreneur because you're going to, I think, really being an entrepreneur takes so much energy and so much time and so much focus and so much vision and you have to have that passion or you're going to burn out Well, it's
1: it's, it's this quote that i love entrepreneurs the only people crazy enough to work 80 hours for themselves so they don't have to work 40 hours for somebody else
0: i know right you know but
1: it's like it's like it's i don't I don't mind it. I mean, when you when you're when you're working at something you love, it's not even work in the first place. So it it doesn't even ever feel like work. I know, right? At least that's in my school of entrepreneurship. That's that's kind of my attitude about it.
0: But honestly, sometimes sometimes it does kind of border on insanity. And you know, like I was telling you last week, I worked 140 hours, and I did. I wasn't lying. (laughs) And it does border on insanity, but yet I can't imagine doing anything different. And, yeah, sometimes I get completely exhausted, but then I have to remember. And this is what I was saying, the passion behind it. I just sit down and think about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and the vision is attached to it. And then that inspires me and it enables me to keep going. Yeah. And and so that you really need that passion and you really need that vision in order to make it through it. Cause sometimes it is tough. It's not easy, but then I guess working for somebody else isn't always easy either. So, you know, yeah,
1: I would have you consider anybody, anybody here. I mean, if you have that spirit, that, that heart and, 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 and people, if, if you have that in your heart and your heart singing at you to, to go pursue this, I'd have you consider that it is, you're always going to look back in your life if you didn't pursue it and you did wind up working for somebody else because it was quote unquote safe but there's always going to be that regret there. Um, so I, I think it is important um, to, to pursue that. I went off on a tangent there, but obviously I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, no. Tangents are good.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of this tonight.
0: <laughs> okay, so I guess the first question that I want to ask you, though, is what exactly do you do? I want you to get a chance to talk to everybody about what you do and well, share your share your story.
1: Okay, great. Um well, I, you know, you asked me in a good time. I just wrapped up my book, and I, and I, and I, I wrote chapters and chapters and words on, on this, so um, I have it pretty well clear in my head right now. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'm, my story, I should say. Um, I'm a life and business coach. Um, I work with people to step out of their limits in life and, and create the epic life that they want, create a life they don't need a vacation from, and I do that by implementing adventurous coaching for extraordinary people.
0: I, I love that. I love that. The way you have, I, I've seen that where you put that on your website and stuff. I just think that's so awesome. Yeah. And oh, and I mentioned people that this is one of the most important people in my life. That's why he's my coach.
1: Ah, yes. And we had our first call last week, um, our first real call last week. We've been, we've been in touch for, I don't know, what, about a year now. Um,
0: yeah, it's been a while.
1: We had our first call <laughs> last week and, and there were some, you know, there's some, Awesome, awesome insights there. This last week, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to spend at least the next six months with you. It's gonna, oh, be, you will. It's gonna be quite the adventure. So, um, really, really looking forward to that. And I should say, you know, adventurous coaching for extraordinary people. Adventurous coaching is going deep, uh, holding you at a level that you're not used to. It's, it's having powerful conversations every single week, and extraordinary people. These are the kind of people I choose to work with that I love working with. And extraordinary people are people who are ready to go embark on the greatest adventure of their life, are ready to be extraordinary. Everybody has that within them. But to me, extraordinary people are ready, are ready to really step into that. And that's why I, you know, we've been talking for a year and I said, you know, I'd love to work with you. I turned down a lot of I turned down a lot of people that want to work with me. And so you're one of the ones that I said, absolutely. Let's get this ball rolling. Let's
0: uh, get this thank absolutely. you. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really honored and extremely blessed to be able to do it too. It really it's just been amazing. I know it's gonna to continue to be amazing. And I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I I have I have a vision that's probably bigger than it should be, but I I I always say that, you know, a vision has to it's constantly evolving because you can make a five year vision, put it out on paper, but four years from now, you've got the fifth year to think of, it changes. So you're always adding to it. It's growing with you. And if I don't have a vision that I don't have something to look forward to, if I don't have something to work at, I guess this is part of being an entrepreneur. But if I don't have that vision to work on, it's life is flat, if you know what I mean by that.
1: Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's the, they all. I mean, it, it, if you're not growing towards something, you fall into this trap of just kind of treading water through life and just kind of allowing your circumstances dictate the course of your life. So I always think it is important to set sail towards something and to really embark on that and step towards something into growth, because that's where fulfillment comes from. Uh, And and it's not about, you know, I want to make this, there's a balance between growing towards something and also being present in life, you know, and a lot of people get mixed up on both. They go, they go, I'm so present and I'm so day by day that, you know, life's kind of my circumstances are controlling my life. And then you get the people who are so focused on an outcome that they just forget to live.
0: Right. So right. I, I think
1: it's, it's it, it's not, it, it's about sailing with the winds and not rowing against the current. And, and well, really, what
0: about, what about the third kind of person that I run into, which is the person that is completely okay and comfortable with the status quo?
1: Well, that's fine. I mean, listen, I mean, if that, if that's the question is, is if that's, what fulfills you? And mm-hmm. I, know, I know people, Cynthia, I know people who are happy, really, really genuinely happy with their uh, position at accounts payable. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do know people like that, and that's okay. <laughs> I do know people who love the nine-to-five.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: but I also knew, know people who who convince themselves that they love the nine-to-five, and <laughs> they love that, And but they deep down really don't. So the question is, um, the first question is asking, Is this what you really want? And really Uh getting deep into that. And if that's your, if that's your jam, if that's, if that's what makes you really come alive and sets your heart on fire, go for it. More power to you. Um, But the the question is, really, is there something? Is there, is there music in your heart that is left unplayed?
0: And if there is, we have to
1: really get down to learning how to play it and really get to it. But you know, hey, what I, what I do and what we do, really, it's not. It's not for everyone, and that's okay. But if there's that adventure that's unlived right there, then it's time to really step into that. Uh, Then then we got to talk.
0: So, with that being said, I know in my case, and in the case of almost every person that I know that's got that adventurous spirit, Mm -hmm. they are going to hear, and I bet you have too, they are going to hear over and over and over again in life, why don't you just get a real job? (laughs) Okay, so... I know I heard it plenty.
1: Yeah, I know you do. We talked about that.
0: <laughs> okay, so why would you not just go out if you if you really have that heart? How do you handle when you're working with your clients? How do you handle getting through that 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 phase that you have to start off in where you're really passionate and you've decided you're just gonna make it happen. You're going to throw everything into it. You're not going to let anything stop you, but you're kind of a lone ranger because you haven't trained people to understand you yet. They still have to learn. They haven't seen that side of you before. You've taken a complete, you've turned over a new leaf and said, you know, I'm going to do what I'm passionate about, but everybody else hasn't caught up with you yet. And so uh-huh. you have a lot of you're you're swimming upstream. Okay, so how how do you Talk to your clients that are going through that, and help them through that.
1: That sounds <laughs> sounds like a very personal question. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I guess I well, I'm going through it absolutely, but well. I see it with almost everybody I talk to as well. You know, especially I talk to a lot of artists, and a lot of artists when they are really passionate about being about being an art. I was one of them when I was a kid. I really wanted to be a musician. I me too. Me too. I studied guitar, I taught classical guitar, I was really into my music, and I took music in college, but I ended up going into business because that was where people felt more comfortable with me going, and I did get a lot of the, you need to get a real job, no no musician makes money, you know, and that kind of thing, so, you know, I did go through it, but I'm not the only one, I know it's very common in the world of entrepreneurs and it's it's misunderstood. If you have a family who's who's very, um, you know, my my parents, my kids, my siblings, all really like stability. They have really really good jobs and make really good money. They're secure. They're happy. They're stable. Right. And so they look at me and they think, why in the world would you put yourself through that? <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. So it is. It can be tough. So why do? How do you help? new clients or clients that are just getting started in the world of entrepreneurialism <laughs> to get through that, that, that process of loan, you know, being alone at the very beginning.
1: Here's the secret that, that, that disparagement and that's ridicule, not ridicule, but that kind of disparagement and that sense of walking your own path. That really doesn't go away. Um, however, In my own experience, and in a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with who are just starting out on their entrepreneurial journey, um, there's a lot of adversity they face. There's a ton of adversity, and I'll just kind of give you my own experience with this, I guess, um, to kind of illustrate this point. When I started on my coach, I knew I wasn't destined for a nine-to-five. I knew I wasn't destined for a cubicle. I knew... I wasn't meant to do something that I wasn't 127% passionate about. <laughs> okay, I knew that. Oh, I so, can
0: relate. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So my attitude in life was to never settle. I, and I, I, I made that agreement with myself when I was in high school. I said, I'm not going to settle for anything in life. I'm not going to settle for a, a, a woman. I'm not going to settle down um, and, and settle, let alone something I'm going to do the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, so I went through uh, most of my 20s or my early 20s bartending and just kind of biding time and just trying to discover myself and my purpose and Mm -hmm. what I was really meant for. And when I discovered, you know, I've always had a passion for working with other people and helping them and guiding them towards greatness and really not letting the people around me settle for less than, than what it is they want. I got into coaching. And it was this interesting thing. People were more accepting of me bartending and doing something I was like a 7 out of 10 about than, <laughs> than pursuing something that I was a 10, like a 12 out of 10 about. Isn't right. that funny? It, no, it, it certainly is. And so when I started coaching, all I, all I heard, Cynthia, was people around me saying, you're never going to make it. There's no money in that. Uh, are you out of your mind? You're stupid. And I, 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 I just I didn't care. You have to have that drive that's so deep in you that you, it's almost obsessive and almost crazy. Right. Um, I didn't make any. I make. I made hardly any money in coaching my first two years that I was doing it. But I was. I. I, I loved it, so it was easy mm-hmm. for me to show up every single day in a powerful way and serve people. And so, those. I'll just put it this way: the, the, one of these people who. Who didn't believe in me, who knew was adamant about me just not doing this and just saying, Hey, you should become a bar manager. Like, what are you doing coaching? Like, <laughs> this is insane. That person now asked me this year if I'm hiring. So uh, people change wow. and people start to believe in you when you show up and, and see results, but not everybody does. Um, I'm probably at this point. M- you know, I'm doing pretty well. Let's just put it that way. And people still will will disparage me and that's fine. And that's just something you got to accept. And and you got to kind of let that be your motivation in a bit too. All right, well, I'll prove them wrong. And now I'm I'm doing something in in a month that most people only dream of. I'm living in a different country. I'm moving to Australia with my girlfriend. um, Are you really? Yeah, for at least six months. And that's something people dream, you know, perpetually traveling and, and I'll let that speak for itself. And no but that's, what you, that's what you have to do. You just, you have to, you have to step in the world in that way. And you just have to have such a fire in your belly for this thing right. that it just, you know, you're going to get it. You're going to get that ridicule and you got to just go, go deep into yourself and say, all right, well, I'm doing this and I'm going to prove people wrong. And I'm going to tell you right. something right now. Everybody listening to the show, if everybody sits there and they believe in you and and, they're, and everybody around you is saying, you know, you're, you got this, you're going to do it. You're not, you're, your dream isn't big enough. I'm going to say that right now. Wow. Okay. If, if, Cause because that means to me that you're playing it safe.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, and that means to me that you're, you're playing, you know, th- there's some sort of expectation or pressure that you're kind of living, but <laughs> um, for the most part, Winston Churchill said one of my favorite quotes that really helped me. I, I should have gotten this tattooed on me at this time, because this, this is what I kept going back to every day. And Winston Churchill said, if, um, and, it, you know, I'll paraphrase this just a bit to make my point. But if you have people that don't believe in you, that's good. It means you've stood for something at some point in your life.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, uh, and that, that's yeah. something
1: that you have to step into. So I, I work with a lot of people who and they say this person, this one person doesn't believe in me. And therefore, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to wait or I'm just not going to do it. And it's such a sadness.
0: Right. That, right. Should,
1: that should be your driving thing. Not, man, I get people on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook who every tweet or Instagram post or every Facebook post, I'll see my, my following, you know, go down by one or two. And I'm going, awesome. That means I've touched somebody deeply. <laughs> right. And, and the people that yeah. don't like it, that you know, if you're playing it safe for everyone, you're not really touching anybody. And so I think that's, that's, that's important to understand. And is it easy at first? No, I'm not going to sit here no. and say that it's easy, yeah. but I am going to say that it's worth it. It and is. And that's, that is on on top of that mountain right now and feels really good about it
0: yeah. and works
1: with people who, who also feel good about it right now. It's not easy, but it will be worth it.
0: Right. And I think that's, that's why I was saying you really, really need a passion because for what you're doing, because that passion really is what gives you the strength to get through the tough times. And the vision, you know, the passion and the vision is is what feeds it all the way through life. If you don't have that vision and the passion, it's really tough.
1: Oh, yeah. It, well, absolutely. And this is what, who's going to wake up as an entrepreneur every morning and go like, yeah, I'm like, a, you know, I feel pretty good about this thing. But everybody around me is disparaging me and knocking me down. And, you know, you're not going to get to work on it. It's going to be very difficult.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You know, so you do need that fire in your heart. And you do, you do need to follow that because it's going to be so easy to follow that if, if, even even with everybody around you kind of saying you shouldn't go.
0: So, what's the most fulfilling thing to you about being a coach? Oh,
1: man, well, I I get to open my computer every morning. Well, <laughs> on the beach, I, 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 I sitting I on the
0: beach with... in the sun yeah, on I know. a blanket with your computer. I know
1: <laughs> you, you've seen that, huh? Yeah, I get to work from wherever I want. Hence, oh, I know, to... but. What I didn't get into that. I didn't get into this for that, but this is kind of an awesome circumstance happened <laughs> as a result. Um, but, but the reason I got into this is, is something I experience when I coach. And I, I coach three days a week. So today, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's the, it's the only three days of the week I coach. And to open my computer in the morning, to have my cup of coffee with me, Pop open my computer and to work with people all around the world who are ready to be extraordinary, ready to be epic, ready to embark on this adventure of a lifetime, and to live it, and to create these insights with every single person and breakthroughs, and to see that kind of aha moment, or to see a client cry tears of joy, or or to just work in a coactive, energetic, creative, positive space. I, how can you? possibly be bummed out after you're working. (laughs) It isn't. It it is so true. So much. I work with people where I'm just after coaching, it's like, I'm I'm just, I'm just energized. And, uh, and uh, this started as a kid. I mean, and and I think most people have that kind of intuition on what they should be doing with their life. Even as a kid, I, I loved doing that. I was always that annoying kid that was like, kids around me would be like, I want to be an astronaut, but you can't make money doing that. And I'd be like all annoying going, well, why not? Like, how can you be an astronaut? You know, like totally coaching questions, even when <laughs> I was like 10 years old, you know? So it, I, I love doing it. I, I it just, it's nice. just, I have such an, a passion for it. And then getting a client's on a call today that, that just, she had such a beautiful week as a result of our coaching session last week. And, and she's living her dream and, and another client who, who started the business and he, he's, he's on that road to success in a very fast paced way, it's it's just, it's magical. It's, you create, you work with people and create magic.
0: Right, that, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. And I think the biggest, the, the most awesome part of that magic is looking at somebody's life, somebody you've been coaching and you look at how much they've changed. Even, you know, don't have to go back far, you know, go back three months. And look at how different they are today than they were three months ago and how their life is coming together and how they're changing and how they're growing and how excited they are and how they now are looking forward to the future. I've worked with some people that really their whole personality changed because they start feeling more confident. They start feeling more excited about the future. And there's nothing more fulfilling than seeing somebody's life come together because they've been able to work through some things with your with your help you know so it is it's really fulfilling it's amazing
1: yeah you, you're working i mean as, as coaching um you're working with people on their dreams and so it's having seeing people and the people you're working with especially getting closer to that, is beautiful and yeah that's a perfect example um i just wrapped up six months with a client and my, my contracts are six months you know and that's what that's how i work And he, and we were talking, you know, it was our last call and I said, you know, how far have you come in six months? Can you remember where you were six months ago? And he was just like, dude, oh my God, man, I was this and this, I was just unhappy. I was a million things. And now it's like night and day. And you kind of tend to forget that sometimes you do have to reflect and go, man, I've come a long way. And, And we're spending another six months together. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how this guy progresses in another, another six months. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just pure, pure growth. Even when you yeah. come to a session and you have challenges and you're going through some things, it still is working and overcoming those things, not sitting in those. You know, so it is, it is beautiful work and it's it's very easy for me to show up every day and do that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's exciting. So tell me about your book.
1: Oh, okay. Um, well, it's, <laughs> oh man, that's another thing I could talk all day about. Um I started, I, I set a New Year's resolution in January and I said, I'm going to write a book. My big goal this year was to write a book and to have it published. I started, I finished it in a month. And that's not to say that, you know, I'm proud that I finished in a month. I, I finished it just because I did. And it started out as a, um, a book on, and it still is. It's, it's a book on discovering purpose and how to make a living doing it. But I, I finished it in a month, and I went back and I kind of added, you know. And it took—I sat on it for a while, and then I sent it out to all my beta readers, and I was ready to have it published in the spring. And so I sent it out to about five beta readers, and one of them came back and said, "Where's your story in this?" And uh, so I spent another four four months turning it into something different. I, I, it's in that it is now a book about discovering purpose and making a living doing it. But it's my story with that and how I did that and wow. inspire other people. So it's, it's part travel log, part self-help, you know, and um, it's coming out. It, well, the goal right now, it's being edited literally right now. So I should have it back any day to have it ready to go. Um, but I'm hoping to have it out by the holiday season and it's called the Wonderful. adventure, the adventure of purpose. Um, Oh, and I'm so excited for you to see it. We did the cover shoot about a month ago and I'm just, I haven't been able to share it with anybody and it it looks, (laughs) it looks awesome. And the book is, so I guess my point is uh, in January when I wrote it, it was just something, it was just like a book. I'm fulfilling my new year's resolution. But then as I sat with it and, and, and really added to it and really started writing and really putting my heart onto it. And these are things, a lot of things that are in this book are, I'm very, it's very vulnerable for me to share. Yeah. Um, I actually cried a couple times writing some of this stuff. Um, and it, it became, it turned in Well, when I started it, it was something that was a book and I'm going to have a book and cool. There's kind of an ego thing, right? I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. And it became something that very, very easily, it became something that I will be very proud to give to my children, to my grandchildren, to my nephew, to my niece, to my family to read, um, as a result. Wow. Um, so yeah. So that's kind awesome. of
0: awesome. So yeah. you're a- you actually did complete a New Year's resolution. I
1: completed every single one except going snowboarding, which I won't be <laughs> able to do because I'm going to Australia. So all my New Year's resolutions have been. Uh, have wow. Been- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Good for you. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I mean, you know, it, it. I should say it doesn't happen by accident. It's something you have you no, get yeah. to. No. Yeah. Great. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I'll probably have to skip on. On snowboarding <laughs> because yeah, I, uh, I've never I'm, been. I never been in this 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 last year. I was like, man, I got I gotta go snowboarding, and I just I didn't do it in the winter because I'm like, I'm gonna I'll just go next winter because I was just yeah. so busy and, and so much going on. And uh, but you know what? Hey, man, I, I set ten resolutions and I'm ninety percent there. So <laughs> whatever. It, yeah, I
0: don't I don't normally do New Year's resolutions because I've got well, you've seen mine. I mean, I have my life somewhat wrapped. You know, it's pretty mapped out. Mm-hmm. and I kind of make myself stick to it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so the New Year's resolutions to me it's kind of like no different than every other day, you know? <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, okay, well, uh, just
1: straight honesty, I do it because it's fun. I yeah. love the energy of the New Year. I love mm-hmm. counting down to 10, and I have a ritual every year. I'll, I'll I'll have some champagne, and I'll look up at the sky, and I'll go, wow, New Year, <laughs> 2017. 20. And it's just – for me, it's just really fun to do it. So uh, that's. See, I do of-
0: that. I don't know if you if you've looked at any of my videos that I put up, but I do that on Mondays. It's like yeah. every Monday, I'm like, yes, it's Monday, and this is what I'm going to accomplish, and I'm so excited about what I'm going to do. And every Monday, I was, I just wake up so pumped up about what what I'm going to get done this week, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why, by Friday, if I'm behind, man, I just work like crazy on. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because I do not want to miss being able to be excited Monday because I accomplished what I'd got was supposed to do last week and now I get to start a whole new adventure this week, you know. So I, to me, Mondays are really fun. I love well, my Mondays.
1: Yeah, I mean, and so we, uh, it's kind of similar to me. I, I don't yeah. just I don't just set goals in December on December thirty first. I set right. goals every. I, I have weekly goals, um, you know, that, that get me there. And I don't just, you know, I don't just work on getting New Year's resolutions complete. My life is completely you know evolved since then it's right. changed things change and i have new goals and there's much more that i've accomplished and done and, and want to accomplish uh since then and I, i'll you know i'll set some goals in november that i'm gonna want to have get done by april so yeah it's it's constantly evolving and yeah, i think it, yeah. it constantly should do
0: yeah i have the goal of going and going to germany and scotland next year no Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I studied I studied German.
1: Yeah, ich spreche <laughs> ein bisschen. I only speak. I only speak a very little. So I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't embarrass me right now by uh, no. saying that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny thing though that you bring that up. When I was a kid, I grew up in a different country, so I speak. I do speak more than one language. But um, hey. when I was young, I wanted to be a linguist. Oh yes, yeah, so did I. I. Thought being a linguist would be so much fun, and so I did. I studied. I studied Italian. I studied Spanish, which was actually the hardest language for me to speak because no I speak way. Portuguese fluently. Oh, and so okay. Well, that makes sense. They're too close. And so it made it a little bit difficult. So I had a hard time with Spanish, but I studied French. I studied German. I studied Italian. I but sp- And, and uh, I think that was it. And of course, English and Portuguese. Okay. But um, I really, really, really enjoyed learning languages. I probably should have stuck with that because I still do like it. It's, it's just intriguing to me
1: well you, i mean you say you probably should have stuck with that but i think the mission you're on now is infinitely more uh oh, absolutely. yeah i have no so yeah, I just
0: have any regrets i just yeah. i just really enjoyed it but in fact it'd probably be a great hobby to just learn languages
1: <laughs> oh i love I lo- and that's something that i've done um i was really into languages about six or seven years ago i taught myself conversational spanish before a trip to costa rica i started learning a bit of german a bit of italian and um, it's something that I definitely want to set the intention for next year is kind of maybe getting even better at Spanish and, and, and maybe learning. I don't know. Something. I do. To, I love I, language.
0: I it's I can understand Spanish. I can read Spanish. People talk to me. I can nod my head. I know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But um, and I could probably fake my way through it. But I don't feel comfortable with it mostly because i'd have a portuguese accent and i don't like accents oh
1: uh, well uh, i i have an american accent when i speak spanish so i think i think you're okay so habla es spanish uh, so i think i think you're fine
0: yeah <laughs> but anyway that's funny that you you like that too but yeah maybe i should learn german before i go out there next year but yeah, yeah i i really i fun. I, I'm Scottish, so I do want to go to Scotland, and mm-hmm. I want to. I've never seen Scotland. I've never seen Germany, so I'm. That's my project for next year.
1: I have a couple Scottish clients, and uh, I would uh, recommend uh, learning their accent at least, <laughs> because was, I'll tell you, the first week I was with these guys, I was going, "What? I can't understand what they're trying to say." <laughs> Eventually, I kind of got it, you know.
0: <laughs> it's funny if I hang around with anybody that's got an accent. For more than a day or two, I've got it. I it's I just pick it up. If I go country western dancing, I'm going to come back with a nice strong twang. And sure. it's it's anywhere that I am. If I'm around somebody speak Spanish, I'm going to pick up their accent. I pick them up. It just so easily. I just <laughs> it's embarrassing. <Sure>. Well, <laughs>
1: we'll, well, we'll see what happens when I come back from Australia. My girlfriend's Australian, and a lot of people say I have an accent already, so I don't know. But oh, really? yeah, we'll see when I come back from Australia. We'll see. If, if I, if I bring, come back completely uh, um, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Might change your whole style on you, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 right? God, I, mate, go get these dreams. Is that right? Did I say that right? I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure it
0: out. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. so, did she work with you on your projects? My girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, actually, she
1: is at the moment. She's, we're working together. She's done my website she's done a lot of my social media she's uh we're you know she's taking what i do to the next level we're doing a lot of
0: uh
1: a lot of really cool stuff um
0: that's neat
1: to be announced but uh she's my (laughs) she's She's everything to me. She's my, she's even my photographer. People are always like, "Man, how how is it to have a photographer following you around all the time?" <laughs> I just kind of, she loves doing it, so it, you know, she I don't does ever does have to a ask.
0: Great job! I didn't know she was the one that takes the pictures, but you had mentioned that the other day. But the pictures are beautiful.
1: Oh she does she yeah. she does she does awesome work and uh, and i
0: think the fact that she knows you so well probably adds to it because she really can portray who you are you know she catches the right moments i think and gets the right feel because she knows I, you so well
1: yeah okay entrepreneurs if you're in a personal brand date a photographer because um,
0: <laughs> i've okay, had okay, I, guys, is there, are there any photographers out there <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah i've i've had a lot i've had a i've had photographers you know before i met her i was i was I coaching and i've had photographers and just the pictures never turned out right yeah. You know, not exactly how I wanted them. And, you know, since I've, I, you know, I think it probably speaks more volumes about her talent than it does about, she is, you know, she anything did else. Work. But she does my web, She did my website. She's, you know, she, we're working on some stuff. So
0: she, awesome. she, she's great. Yeah.
1: That's, That's wonderful.
0: wonderful. That's great.
1: Definitely.
0: So, okay. So you're writing a book. What I wrote a book. You wrote a book. You wrote a book that you're going to be getting published very shortly, and you're going to give me a signed copy of it, of course. (laughs) No, you will. (laughs) Yes, I know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And so, now you also are a speaker, correct? You're a public speaker. Do you have any of that going?
1: I am a speaker. Um, I've been invited to go speak at some awesome events. Um, My next one probably won't be till February. which was supposed to be in Barbados, but it looks like now it'll, it'll wow. probably be moved from the, from the hurricane, so I don't know where. Oh. But, yeah, this really great, this really great group that says, um, uh, they're called the Expansion Project, and um, so it's possible um, that I'm going to be speaking there in February, but we'll see. Um, so that's kind of next in the lineup as far as speaking. Uh, I've been so focused on writing the book this year that that's, uh, the speaking has uh, taken a back burner, but I'm definitely getting back into that now that I have the, the time.
0: How did you originally get into speaking?
1: Well, I'm a coach. So,
0: so uh, <laughs> um,
1: I like to talk, as you can tell. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I guess I started speaking. I knew I wanted to do it. Um, I always had that drive to do it and to speak in front of an audience. Um, I started at Toastmasters, and then from there I just started doing YouTube videos. And then from just showing up powerfully on YouTube – and on my social media, I, I've been invited to do some stuff. And wow. that was pretty, that's pretty pretty much how I, you know, how I got it. Um, I've spoken for corporations, uh, got to speak for Speedo, uh, got to speak, um, you know, got flown out to do a gig in San Francisco, the Inspiration Day out there. Um, looks like probably Barbados uh, pending a couple things. And uh, yeah, it just kind of happens as a result of just showing up powerfully, I think. As, as, yeah. As a, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think, I think your passion just thro- shows through so much. I know we talk passion a lot tonight, but really listening to you talk, even on your videos, I mean, it's just so inspiring that, yeah, people are going to want to be around you. I mean, that's just, it's a given. <laughs> you just got yeah. so much, so much, uh, you're just so inspirational. It's, it's really amazing. So um, I wanted to ask you. As a coach that works with entrepreneurs and business owners, what do you think is the biggest or the most common problem that you see that entrepreneurs and business owners have in achieving their goals? What do you think is the most common thing that you have to troubleshoot? Belief. Good answer.
1: Yeah, belief. Um, You know... People even it's not even know how. I think even if you believe in yourself you figure it out. But but it is belief. And it is stepping stepping into and, and the way we the way we work on learning to believe in yourself is, is by stepping into it. And that's the most scariest thing for so many people. <laughs> but you gotta you know if you if you if you let your fear dictate the rest of your life, you're just gonna be a re, re, uh, reaction to your circumstances. And that's not right. you know, that's no bueno. Um <laughs> See, you don't so, speak Spanish. Uh, yeah, solamente un poco. But uh, it is belief, and a lot of people kind of let these fears and these limiting beliefs dictate the course of their life, and it's a sadness. They, these are the kind of people who die with the uh, music still left in their heart.
0: Yeah, in wonder and wondering uh, yeah,
1: yeah, but I, I'm going to say right now, if there, there's something that you guys are listening to, anybody here listening to that you want and maybe you're scared to step into that and to show up powerfully into that Uh, the best way to remedy that is to show up into it and to to really to really walk into that Um, it's like you know when a psychologist they they work on the remedy for for fear what do they do they immerse you in it for the most part right slowly yes slowly but surely right and it is just kind of stepping into that. Otherwise, you're going to live in a state of wondering. You're going to have a life of I wish rather than a life of "Oh well. And that's that's <laughs> the sadness, right? So <laughs> I, I think belief is the one I see the most most often.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, you say that. You know, it's funny. When you say that, the first thing I think about is my my kids mm-hmm. because I have two sons that honestly – I think they thrive on overcoming fear. Yeah. Uh, You know, they really do. And so they think the funniest thing to do to me is on my birthday, pull a really scary stunt and then show me pictures of it. So (laughs) I get pictures of my kids skydiving or rock climbing, all kinds of things where they're just doing all kinds of funky things that they know are going to trip me out. But I was like that at their age too. So if you told me I couldn't do something, I was going to go out there and do it. And so they think it's fun on my birthday to send me pictures of them doing something that they know is going to scare the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, hey, what, what's, it's, it's like Um, on my podcast, I just was, was having a conversation with somebody and we talked about fear. And what is fear Is an acronym? It's, it's, it's false evidence appearing real. Wow. F- fear nice. is nothing but an most of the time an unfounded concept of our imagination that really prevents us from living fully and when we step it, what what are you most scared of it's the unknown so we start to make up all these things that might happen that could happen and we worry about these things that who maybe it might happen and it prevents us from really living right but when we step into it we go oh that wasn't you know that never happened oh this wasn't so bad right so I, I made this analogy by the time i went skydiving for the first time or actually every time i went skydiving the scariest part about skydiving isn't the jump. The scariest part about skydiving is thinking about the jump <laughs> on, your, on your way to yeah. it, right? Yes. So you come up with all these things that might happen, that could happen, right? And you jump, and as soon as your feet leave the plane, it's all smiles. You're Your gravy goes, that wasn't, that's not bad. I'm having a great time. This is fun. <laughs> and even, even what could go wrong, you have a plan for it. So it's huh. kind of stepping, you know. You got a plan, and and things, right. you know. I had something go wrong once in my sky, and you know, I had my parachute get tangled up. But there was a plan. I learned how to deal with that, and I did.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. And
1: so it is, yeah. Well, that's a whole story.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I know. Last week we were talking about fear because we were. I was talking to artists and talking about gaining more confidence in what you're doing, and my co-host of that show was telling me about how he was used to originally playing behind the scenes, playing four bands, playing, you know, sitting in his studio and recording. And he was really, really scared of performing in public and especially singing. And but. so what he did was he found a place that had an open mic and he just forced himself to go up there and he was scared to death. But he said, okay, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm scared to death, but we're going to do this. Everybody scream screaming, yell, Yay. And everybody screamed and yelled, yay. Well, not everybody, but he said it was really funny because the ones that did got the attention of everybody that didn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he sang. And everybody loved it. And the, and the mm-hmm. he ended up actually just playing and playing and playing. They kept asking him to play more. And it was so, he to him, it was a real pivotal moment. All he did was go up and sing at an open mic. But it changed his life. Right. And it well. was... And he said it was really, really hard to do.
1: I, I, I can relate to that, although I'm not singing, but I was a bass player. Well, I still am a bass player, but I was yeah. in a band and we played instrumental, uh, like 1960s South surf music. And mm-hmm. um, I was a bass player. So I was kind of always, you know, I never wrote the songs, I just complimented it, right? You know, so I was always safe as a bass player. Right. So kind of like, you know, not, all eyes weren't on me. It was the, you know, it was the head, you know, my brother who was a lead guitar player, right? And so one day, you know, I was cool with that. It was safe, but it wasn't necessarily like totally fulfilling, you know. And um, once we were practicing, we wrote this song and my drummer said, we need a bass solo. And I think the song would sound great with a bass solo. And I go, no, 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 no. There's (laughs) there's not going to be no bass solo. song. I'm good just sitting in the pocket, you know, not getting the spotlight. But then like a week went by and they kept pushing me towards it. And I'm like, you know, that would be pretty fulfilling if I nailed it. And I wrote this bass solo that was just totally just showmanship, you know, totally ego, like Yngwie Malmsteen type on the big, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was so scared to play it, so scared. And I was like, I'm going to screw up, I'm going to mess up. And when I played it, I realized, like, wow, this is infinitely more fun than just laying down in the pocket. So, um, And then everything after that, it was fun. It, it just became <laughs> so fun. And I, yeah. I realized that I kind of let this fear of really showing up powerfully you know on the bass guitar and 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 playing just great stuff i I let it kind of dictate my 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 style of play i was i was too safe on the bass right and then i remember after that solo i started really throwing in some cool licks and i was gonna
0: say I probably probably even changed your playing even behind the scenes when you weren't in front of oh absolutely
1: all of our music after I wish we had recordings because all of our music after that was a, was was so much, you know, so much better right. on, 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 on my end.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So you work with a lot of business owners. Mm-hmm. Um what would be your number one word of wisdom to somebody who is starting a business or going into this new venture of adventure of being an entrepreneur or a business owner?
1: The number one word of wisdom.
0: Yes. I know you're a very wise man. So what would your number one word of wisdom be?
1: <laughs> well, I'll give you a number one uh, answer is, is have a mission. Mm. Build a mission and, and let everything follow from that. Have values in your business. Know what it is that you stand for. Um, I don't care if you're a coach. I don't care if you're a personal brand. I don't care if you're selling socks. Have, have a mission. And let everything fall fall under that. Um, and, oh, this is cheating because I'm going to give you another one. But step into it. Just step.
0: <laughs> yeah, now, okay, so looking at the mission, you know, we always say have a mission statement. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is not quite the same as having a vision, but it is a mission statement. Mm-hmm. How do, do you have any particular directions that you would give somebody For creating a mission statement that really is something that you share with other people to tell them who you are and why you're doing it and what you stand for.
1: Like tips on creating a mission.
0: Right, a mission
1: statement. Okay, so what I do is first we'll come up with core values, and so if I'm working with a personal brand or whatever, if you're selling socks, you know whatever it is, come (laughs) up with four to five core values for your business. These are these are the kind of your 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 business's compass. These are things that are going to point you in that direction. So it's, it's almost like when you have values, things that your business stands for, you don't have to make the decision, right? Because that overwhelms a lot of people. It's your values that make the decision. So oftentimes they'll ask, you know, which value does this decision serve in your business? And they'll go, wow, this is not what we stand for. So they'll kind of change it more in accordance to their values. So values is step one. Step two is to create a mission that encompasses those values. Um, and to make it epic and bold, make your vision epic. Make it something that stands for something. You know, if, if, if you're making it safe just because it's safe and, 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 and in doing that you're sacrificing what you really believe in, don't do it. Make it epic and bold because epic and bold visions and missions, those are the ones that t- people take notice of, right? Those are the ones people can get behind, Um, if you're pleasing everyone, most of the time you're kind of pleasing no one. Um, (laughs)
0: true.
1: Well, I should say if you're pleasing everyone, most of the time you're not really inspiring anyone. Right. And, um, you're
0: usually not pleasing them either. Honestly. And with all said and done. Yeah.
1: Right. So, so epic and bold stand for something. Really Mm -hmm. stand for something. Show me how you're going to make a dent in the world. And no dent is too small. Show me how you're going to make an impact. Show me how you're gonna change lives. Even if all you're doing is selling socks, tell me how your socks are gonna change people's lives. It might sound silly, but I've seen some I've seen some awesome visions for, for some things that you wouldn't think are, are, are you know products oh. that you wouldn't think are, are, are very inspiring. Toothbrushes and things like that. Make it inspire. <laughs> make it inspiring, make it epic, make it bold, make it exciting. We don't need more vanilla. You're going to rob the world of its color if you, if you sacrifice something you believe in to, to please the masses.
0: All right. you
1: know? Stand for something that, to be
0: powerful. You know, I know I've read some incredible examples, and I wish I could think of them off the top of my head right now, but I can't. So I'm going to have to do this again, and we're going to have to talk about Because I know missions, mission statements are really important because not only for you as the business owner, but for the people that work for you to know what you stand for and to be part of that mission statement. And um, I've read some incredible stories about how somebody took a mission statement and then just reworded it and added to it to make it more powerful, and it changed their whole business. And uh, it is important. It's really important to sit down and take the time to figure out why you're doing what you're doing, what it means to you, and like you said, how is it going to change the world, what makes you stand out. Take the time to do that.
1: Well, listen, uh, okay, and this is just from a strictly a sales standpoint. People aren't paying for your product. They're paying for your mission. They're paying for the outcome there. So pe- people, it's, if you give the how and the information on all this stuff on your product or, or your service or whatever it is, it's uninspiring. It doesn't cultivate mm-hmm. a sense of, uh, of I, I need that, or I need that service, or I need that. But when you come up with a great why, a great mission, in People can really start to believe in that, and that Mm. really inspires people. It's why so many, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything. Like, you know, I'm I'm not a political guy, but politicians, um, a lot of politicians are so uninspiring, is because they they give you the details and the plans and everything like that first, without giving the mission, why you want that, why this has Mm. to happen. I want to be inspired. Inspire me, right? So it's like people aren't people aren't paying they don't they don't want the product they want the outcome of having that product they want the outcome of having that service does that make sense
0: oh absolutely i i put it in a different way when i'm working with artists and of course you know i keep coming back to that because that's what i've spent so much time doing but i always tell people when somebody goes to hear you in concert they're not going to stand up there they're not going there to sit there and watch you play music they want to be inspired by your music so if you Mm -hmm. just go up there and just sit there and play they're not going to get anything out of it. And you're not going to have them coming back, but you have to get up there and really inspire them and share yourself and your music with them. And then they're going to, that's what makes you big. Absolutely. uh,
1: It's the, it's that experience to be be inspired. You're not, I'll give you, I'm not, I, I don't sell quote unquote sell. I, you know, I don't sell anything really, but people just kind of come to me, but I don't sell life coaching. I sell, your life after coaching I sell the dreams and 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 all that great stuff you're not you're not selling what it is that you're selling you're selling the right. outcome of having what it is that you're selling and when you right. do that and you have a mission that really inspires people man everything changes
0: so true so true and yeah just you're basically creating a dream for somebody else you're letting them dream about what things could be like and that's what you're selling them as a dream, really
1: yeah, well and getting yeah. getting to that damn dream. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We're just about out of time, but um I know that you have you were just saying that you want to be inspired. I don't know how anybody can inspire you because you're about the most inspiring person I've ever met. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it'd be really hard to inspire you. You're full of inspiration.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm always, but, you know, I'm always yeah, I'm always inspired. I'm not Yeah.
0: Know, yeah. Know, but you... thank you so much for being on the show. And yeah. uh I, For those of you who want more information on Travis, you can go to my website. I will post his information on there so that you will have it. And uh, you can go do some more research on what he does and contact him if you would like. And again, Travis, I thank you so much. It's been absolutely wonderful. And I'm sure that you have given a lot of our listeners some ideas on what they can do to improve their businesses.
1: Much love. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Success with Macintosh show. And you can find us at successwithmacintosh.com or call us at 866-636-4696 if there's anything that we can do for you to help you to reach your dreams. Thank you much for listening, and we will see you here in a couple of weeks.